Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rourke with Randy Martins and Martin Sinag. We're seeing a lot of red on the board in both grain and livestock futures trade again this morning. And Randy, we had a nice short covering pop in the grains yesterday, but uh, certainly didn't last. So are the funds selling on strength again or is there more to it? No, I, I think the funds are continuing to sell. I mean, there's not really a lot of news in this market to give anybody any direction. So any kind of little pop, uh, the funds are going to take advantage to lengthen their short positions. And, you know, I think, you know, for the short term right now, until we start seeing some demand, our exports continue to be poor. We continue to see flip-flopping weather forecasts for South America. You know, their product, Argentina's production is going to be good. It's just a matter how good it's going to be. Brazil is going to be a little bit off, but we already know most of that. So I think right now the, the funds are just continuing to sell because of uh, it's the path of least resistance. Yeah. And we've talked about the fact that the Brazilian basis levels have really widened out here and are well under U.S. prices, aren't they? They are. And, you know, with our logistics problems, we're getting grain moved because of uh, just having problems moving through the Red Sea, moving through the Panama Canal. You know, we're pushing the Pacific Northwest to, as much as we can. So right now, for us to be able to move grain, it's costing a little bit more. So with their basis dropping, it makes them the clear choice when you look at buying product. Yeah. So the flip side is that Argentina looks a little bit hotter, drier here, maybe in the near term, but then extended forecast looks a little better now. It does. I mean, that was the flip-flop yesterday. I mean, they're calling for, you know, the next 10 days to be hot and dry. You know, they're talking 90 to 100 degree temps in Argentina. They're in the critical crop development stage too. They're, the crop is pollinating. So it, it's going to cause some impact to, you know, possibly lower yields. But rain is in the forecast for the 11 day to 15 day. That was flip-flopping a little bit uh, yesterday and that helped to support the market to see a little bit of a recovery. But right now it's come back and they're still showing a little bit of rain. So models are disagreeing, but we'll have to wait till about uh, another week before we see some, maybe a little better forecasts. Yeah. And some of the risk off selling we see at times in the market also is kind of tied to demand concerns in China because we continue to see some of their economic data looking pretty slow, doesn't it? Pretty ugly over there for uh, China, you know, with now with their one of their second largest uh, property company being foreclosed on and liquidated. And, you know, we're seeing poor numbers on, you know, their economics. So, yeah, it, it does show that we're likely going to see less product moving that direction just because they they don't need it and they can't the affordability. So with that, that uh, puts a little more pressure onto the U.S. because China is one of the bigger buyers, especially when you look at it for soybeans. Yeah, we'll get ethanol production out today. Hopefully that will be better than last week. That was a train wreck with uh, the cold weather slowing things down, wasn't it? It was very disappointing to see that dropping down to 880,000 barrels for the week. And we've been, you know, averaging up around a million. So hopefully we can see that rebound. The weather's been certainly turned around and been a lot nicer. So hopefully the plants were able to recover and produce a little bit more. Gotcha. Are you watching anything technically right now? I mean, beans are back above the $12 mark. Yesterday, we kind of scored a bit of a reversal in March corn after making new contract lows. Yeah, I mean, you know, right now, yesterday's lows, I think, are going to be kind of the support lines right now. And we'll see if they can hold, you know, whether it be in the wheat, the corn or the soybeans. Corn put in another contract low. And I think that market is destined to try to test, uh, you know, a little bit lower levels. I 
right now I think we're we're closer to the bottom than we are uh, to the top at this point. So I do expect that we should be able to see this market find some support. But, you know, we've got end of month right now. We've got the crop insurance price base price is going to start getting set uh, starting tomorrow. So hopefully that can bring a little stability into this market. Now, the wheat market did see a little bit of bull spreading yesterday. Do you think that we're down at levels where maybe we're going to start to see a little demand or not? You know, that's a hard one. I don't know if we will. I mean, we're hearing reports of better uh, product or more exports coming out of Ukraine for both corn and for wheat, the potential because of a little better crop or a little easier shipment. So I would expect at this point we should start to see a little bit of demand, but I wouldn't really look for wheat to see that increase until we get a little deeper into February. Gotcha. Okay. Cattle market starting off just a little bit lower here this morning. We've had a nice run into new highs for the move um, yesterday and at least the live cattle futures. And so do you think we're just seeing some end of the month profit taking or caution before the uh, cattle inventory? I think it's caution ahead of the report. Uh, you know, and there could be a little bit of profit taking, some rebalancing of some portfolios, but I think most of it is traders are just trying to get on the right side of things before the report comes out here at two o'clock and then look at what the numbers are going to be. I think most are anticipating the numbers are going to be lower than the last year. It's just how much lower will we see them? And I think that'll kind of dictate the direction. I think the market is also watching what's going to happen with the interest rate announcement at one o'clock. You know, right now the economy is also a big part of the demand side for the beef. Yeah, FOMC meeting though, this is not one where we're expecting them to do anything in terms of interest rates, but just give us guidance. Exactly. We're, you know, right now, the I think 100% bet is that they're not going to see any interest rate hike. We're going to be just looking at what they look forward to for the year and where they possibly could start either lowering interest rates or if they're, you know, maybe thinking of an interest rate hike. But yeah, this is going to give us an idea of what is uh, the Fed's plan is going to be and what they're going to do to carry it out. And hogs a little weaker as well to start off this morning. That doesn't mean that we're going to stay that way. Both cattle and hogs had some early weakness yesterday, but we've had seven straight higher closes in hogs. So is it time for maybe a little profit taking, especially because it's end of the month? You know, I think so. I think that's what we're going to be seeing in the hog side of things, just some profit taking. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see cattle finish a little bit lower today, too, and then charge up for tomorrow. But what's been nice is the two have been able to rally together, which means that the competing meats are going uh, are seeing a price increase together. Yeah, I definitely have felt like the cattle market has helped pull the hog market along for sure. All right. Looks like the funds may be back in buying there. We'll see if they come back in today. That's Randy Martinson, Martinson Ag, and that is Markets Now.